Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, welcome into Soul Ramblings Podcast. I'm Jerry. Glad to have you with us today. I'm drinking. I've got my Sam Adams cherry wheat popped open. This just, I get this. Well, Beth and I really enjoy it. It's a beer she actually loves. And it's a seasonal from Sam Adams. And it just tastes like Christmas. <laughs> so I got a, a six pack of Sam Adams cherry wheat and invite you to pop open your beer or whatever your drinking preference is, glass of wine or whatever you're drinking today, and settle in for this episode, the Christmas episode, if you will, of Soul Ramblings Podcast. Actually, this is the fourth week of Advent, and the way the calendar, the calendar is a little bit squirrely this year, because the fourth Sunday of Advent, this coming Sunday, is also Christmas Eve. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. I want to take time out as I do every week and thank you if you already subscribe on Substack and you subscribe there, whether for free or a paid subscription. We thank you for supporting Soul Ramblings Podcast. And I want to clear up a little bit of confusion about it. If you go, the link is in the show notes to our Substack page. You can see blog posts and you can listen to this episode and all of the episodes of Soul Ramblings podcast there. The first time you log on to it or the first time you go to it, you will see a pop-up box that will ask you to subscribe. Now, underneath there, you can continue without subscribing. If you don't want to get more, look, I understand. I don't want to get more email in my inbox either. But if you don't want to put your email address in there and subscribe for free, that's perfectly fine. Just click continue reading without subscribing. You can do that. But I would encourage you to subscribe. You can subscribe for free. There is a free subscription. And there's also an option for a paid subscription. We'll get more into that. But at any rate, I only send out a couple of emails a week. One is announcing and also a chance for you to listen to the new podcast episodes each and every week. I also do a Sunday Ramblings, which is a Sunday weekly devotional. I might throw in an additional one here and there throughout the week, but by and large, just twice a week is all you'll get from us. I really appreciate the privilege of you inviting me into your inbox, and I hope your headspace too. As a free subscriber or a paid subscriber, you get updates in your inbox, blog posts, devotionals, alerts when a new episode of the pod drops, and you can even listen to that new episode in the email. Soul Ramblings Podcast is supported by generous readers and listeners like you. We have no grants, no ads, no backers, no list selling, none of that. Now, listen, I understand. I know that paying for every podcast or blog you subscribe to is not in the cards for everybody. I can't afford to pay for everyone that I like either. However, if you can afford it, would you please consider a paid subscription when you get over to Substack to help keep us going? I'd really appreciate it. It's only $5 a month, or you can do an annual subscription for $50 a year. If you cannot afford it, no explanation is required. No worries. You can continue to 
read, listen, and engage for free. You can always see everything, whether paid or free, on our website, on Substack. Got a link in the show notes. Remember, everything that's said and done here and written here is meant to be shared. So please feel free to do so on Substack and be sure to tell your friends about Soul Ramblings. Either way, subscribe, grab a beer, come on in. Everybody's welcome. And I want to thank you for being here. And so this week is week four of Advent. We are at Christmas. We are less than a week away from Christmas Day. And this is one of those anomalies that happens once every seven years, where the fourth Sunday of Advent falls on the same day as Christmas Eve. And the temptation is to just kind of wrap things up with Christmas Eve, lead right into Christmas, and be done with it. And there is, of course, some wisdom here. Yet, Mary's response to Gabriel has much to say about Christian faith. So much to say, in fact, that we ought to take notice before we rush to the manger. The important thing about Mary isn't simply that she gave birth to Jesus, but rather that she heard the word of God and responded in faith. So let's look at that. Lord, open our hearts and minds so that by the power of your Holy Spirit, as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm reading from the Common English Bible. Here's what the Word of God says. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. Then the angel left her. The first thing to notice is that after Gabriel gave his message, Mary says, how, how can this be? Now, on the one hand, that's a very good, understandable question. We've been told Mary was not married. She was a virgin. How then is she going to have a baby? That's a good question, Mary. But on the other hand, think for a moment about this whole event. The angel Gabriel appears to Mary and announces she's going to conceive and bear a son. Surely, in this case, the messenger has to be considered here. I mean, this is no less than an archangel 
with a direct message from God, and he appears to Mary. So maybe some of us would be forgiven for thinking, well, I mean, what more do you want? After all, who among us hasn't at some time asked the Lord for a sign? And if in response to this request, we did get an appearance from, say, an archangel like Gabriel with a pretty clear message, well, who really wouldn't be satisfied with that? Truthfully, the appearance of an angel, any run-of-the-mill angel, would pretty much settle it for most of us. Not so for Mary, though. Mary says, excuse me, hang on here just a second, but how can this be? Remember, I'm not married. To which, amazingly, the angel Gabriel doesn't respond by saying, well, excuse me, missy, but let me remind you that I'm an archangel. I stand in the very presence of God, so you're just going to have to take my word for it, which is how maybe some of us would respond if we stood in Gabriel's sandals. But no, Gabriel is a real angel. And so he explains to Mary how all this will take place. The Holy Spirit will come upon her and the power of the Most High will overshadow her. And I think that the fact that the angel Gabriel really takes seriously Mary's question, teenage Mary's question, and responds tenderly is grace. It's very gracious. That Mary has the courage to ask the question in the first place is really inspiring. It shows genuine faith. God doesn't overpower us with the full weight of heavenly glory to compel us to believe and act in faith. What the angel says is not entirely clear to Mary, and God honors her question. God invites Mary's question. So when she finally says, here am I, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word, Mary is the model of Christian faith. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and respond like Mary with wonder and questions. Also note, Gabriel sends Mary to see her relative, Elizabeth, who has her own extraordinary pregnancy that will be a sign of truth in his message. Again, Gabriel could have pulled the whole angel rank, the archangel rank, but instead he invites Mary to check out the message with another flesh and blood human being. Here again, Mary is a model of discipleship. In other words, we can't do it alone. God doesn't expect us to do it alone. Mary doesn't just talk with angels. She visits Elizabeth. She helps Jesus along with the first miracle at the wedding at Cana, as you remember. She stands with the beloved disciple at the foot of the cross. She gathers with the disciples in the upper room, waiting the coming of the Holy Spirit. Mary is the model of discipleship among the disciples. God gives us families and church families to help along the way. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was sent to her cousin to be strengthened in her understanding of God's message. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and respond like Mary. Some time ago, a friend of mine told me about, it was during Advent, and he was hoping to counter all the commercialism around Christmas time that especially as children were getting into, and to teach them what the season was really all about. So he sat down at the kitchen table with his young child in the middle of December. They began this project of putting together a cardboard cutout nativity scene, stable manger, baby Jesus, Mary, Joseph, sheep, cow, shepherds, the magi. Fold on the dotted line, the direction said. Place tab A into slot B, and so forth. 
if you've ever put furniture together or any type of thing with instructions like that, you know, it's easier read than done, of course. And within a few minutes, it was a disaster. Nothing worked as intended. Nothing looked like the picture on the box. This dad had all but taken over, but he didn't do any better than his four-year-old partner. The kitchen table was littered with torn, bent, spineless figures just wilting all over the place. Pieces were frayed and taped together. This father, in his frustration, was close to just clearing the table and trashing the whole thing. And the little boy was less than impressed. So as they look at the scene on the table, the four-year-old, who was supposed to be learning the real meaning of Christmas, that Jesus is God's son, he said this. He said, so, Daddy, where is God in this mess? Hmm. A Christmas memory, which also remains the quintessential Advent question. Where exactly is God in all this mess? Somewhere, someone set up half the night last night, a longtime dedicated employee whose job was eliminated before the end of the physical year. I'm sure they wondered, where is God in the middle of this disruption? Somewhere, a spouse grips the hand of their beloved, awaiting a news of a diagnosis. Where is God, they wonder, in this uncertainty? Somewhere, a family is gathering around the bed of a loved one at the end of their long journey. Where is God, they wonder, in the middle of our loss, our particular grief? Or we open the paper or pull out our phones and read the news of the week and wonder, where on earth is God in all of this chaos? Our Advent claim is that God is right here in the middle of the mess with us. And God is in the middle of the mess with Mary. The first thing the angel Gabriel says to Mary is, the Lord is with you. And then he says, do not be afraid. Gabriel assured Mary that God was with her, but little did she know how close, how real, and how vulnerable the God she would bear was willing to become. There's a poem that describes the birth of Christ in a messy world in a way that wows me every time I hear it or read it. It goes like this. He did not wait till the world was ready, till people and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. He did not wait for the perfect time. He came when the need was deep and great. In the mystery of the word made flesh, the maker of the stars was born. We cannot wait till the world is sane to raise our songs with joyful voice. For to share our grief, to touch our pain, he came with love. Rejoice, rejoice. You know, year after year, we gather to hear the story of Jesus' birth, even when all the world is not sane. We raise our songs throughout Advent with joyful voice, because although we know sorrow and despair and uncertainty, love has been birthed into the messiness of our world, right into the middle of it. So if it seems hard to live into the joy of Christmas this year because of the heavy burdens you bear or the messiness of your life or your family or the pain of being physically distanced from those you love, know this, God does not wait. God does not wait until the world is ready or for a perfect time or for perfect peace. God does not wait for all the messes to be tidied up. God does not wait because Jesus is being born where people need him most. God makes God's home in the messiest of places, a stable. 
in the messiest of times under the control of the Roman Empire and with the most ordinary of people, a teenage girl and her fiancé and the shepherds. Jesus is being born where we need him most, in the messes, in the hard places, in the dark and desperate places, in the lonely and lost places, in the places and with people who seem too far gone. Jesus is born into exactly those kinds of places, and he spends his life with the most vulnerable and ostracized and brokenhearted of people. And it's through the birth of this child into the mess of first century Bethlehem and into the mess of our 2023 world that compels us to proclaim, love is running through the streets, Emmanuel, God with us, and God with skin on, God who pitched God's tent and lived among us. He's here. God has become one of us. And today, despite the messes that surround us and the pain we feel, we know that God has become one of us and is in the middle of the mess with us. And so, we raise our songs with joyful voice, for love has come. And for this we say, thanks be to God, love has come. This is the last week, and this Sunday is the last Sunday of Advent. And it's also Christmas Eve, and we'll celebrate the Incarnation. But before we sing, O Come All Ye Faithful, let's remember the faith of Mary. Let's marvel again at that angelic message that Mary will bear a son and name him Jesus, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. Wonder with her how this can be. See the gracious sign in a pregnant relative. And hear the heavens rejoice when Mary finally says, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and respond like Mary. And again, thanks be to God. Love has come. Amen. We'll be right back after this short break. You are not only saving a child's life, you're breathing life back into that family. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. There is St. Jude. Donate now at stjude.org. Be sure to go over to our Substack page again and subscribe over there because this coming Sunday's Sunday Ramblings will be about the birth of Jesus, Christmas. I invite you to go over there and subscribe. You'll get a notification in your email and you can read the devotion in your email. We'll have no Soul Ramblings podcast episode next week. We're going to take a week off and then be back in the new year. So this is the last one for the new year. We'll have a Sunday Ramblings on New Year's Eve over on Substack on Sunday, December 31. But no podcast next week. It'll be the following week in the new year. So this is the last Soul Ramblings podcast for 2023 and look forward to seeing you again in 2024. In the meantime, be sure to get social with us on our social media pages. We have a Facebook and an Instagram page. Links to those are in the show notes of the episode. You can contact us there. You can also shoot us an email anytime. Soul Ramblings podcast at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to Soul Ramblings today, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, if you're listening on Amazon Music, Audible, 
TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, so many places you can pick up the podcast and listen to it each and every week. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you're listening and you'll get notifications when a new episode drops. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. I do not take that for granted. I know there are a lot of podcasts you could spend your time listening to, and you chose to spend your time listening to us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And as we wrap up for not only this week, but this year, I end each and every episode with my favorite Bible verse, which is Philippians 4, 8 today, again, from the Common English Bible. From now on, brothers and sisters, if anything is excellent and if anything is admirable, focus your thoughts on these things, all that is true, all that is holy, all that is just, all that is pure, all that is lovely, and all that is worthy of praise. We'll see you with a brand new episode in that first week of 2024. Have a great, merry Christmas, a happy new year. I'm Jerry Wicker. Thank you for being here. Grace, peace, cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Yeah.